Hello everybody, welcome to episode number three of our mountaineering uh, series. Um, I did get some feedback um, about the fitness episode, which is episode two, right prior to this one, um, that people wanted to understand a little bit more and in, in, in practice, right, how um, you kind of you can make this work um, in terms of how long you're going to train, what kind of training you're going to do, where you're going to do this training. So I'm going to expand a little bit about the training itself, the fitness. Um, we're going to go into a little bit of uh, mental fitness. And then what I was thinking is for the next episode, I'm going to try to bring it together. And then as a segue to planning mountaineering trips, and expeditions, I'm going to just spend a whole episode talking about um, how I failed at uh, at Mount Washington and what happened. And uh, I've done a ton of a self-assessment, uh, in trying to understand my mistakes, what went wrong, my guide's mistakes. Um, you know, if it was luck, which I don't tend to believe much in. Or if it was just, uh, you know, a combination of things that we did wrong. So I'm going to try to bring it together. So the fitness or lack thereof, um, that was part of it. And also the planning and the, to some extent, poor decision making. And then for the following episode after uh, the Mount Washington failure one, then I'm going to start talking about planning. So it kind of sounds like a very logical, um, you know, sequence. So getting back to fitness again, a mountaineering, as I said, is a different kind of fitness. If you're a runner, right, you can run a marathon, um, you know, you will need different training. You're going to have a solid aerobic base, of course, but you will need different training, right? You're not going to be running up a mountain, although there is, um, what's her name, this Red Bull athlete, uh, she's Brazilian, she actually runs, you know, up mountains and then down so if you're into that well that's i guess a whole different level of training but if you just want to climb a mountain you know uh, you will need that very strong aerobic base but not necessarily as a runner right it's just different training um so that's that's uh, about uh, sort of the the whole the whole basis of the fitness that is required if you want to start climbing mountains so now um, I mentioned a little bit um, last time about the different zones. Uh, I didn't explore them in detail. I did. I mentioned some resources. You can find tons of resources uh, on the web to learn the specifics and the physiology of those those training uh, methods. I'll give you a you know a high level overview and then some pointers where to find more information if you want to become an expert. So when I was talking about zones, it is all about training at your aerobic threshold or under your aerobic threshold zone. Think of, like to keep it simple, think of two zones, right? Aerobic threshold zone and the anaerobic, which sometimes coincides with the lactate threshold but let's again for simplicity let's call it either anaerobic right 
threshold or lactate threshold zone. So you do not want to pass that. You don't want to exceed that threshold. Why? Because if you recall, then you're pretty much only burning you know, carbs. And if you burn carbs, you're going to run out of fuel in about an hour or maybe less. A trained athlete operating at the anaerobic, you know, uh, um, or beyond the, the anaerobic threshold in that zone will last no longer than an hour. So a normal, normal human being, um, you know, like me, you know, it, it, you're going to stop pretty much functioning and your body is just going to shut down um, if you exceed that for too long. And that we're talking about less than an hour. So you want to be in the aerobic um, zone, and that's sometimes called zone one and two. Again, you can find a ton more information about how to define your thresholds based on your heart rate, and then how you can improve that threshold, right? You're going to move it upwards. So what you want to do is like when I started doing this and I did my first aerobic threshold test, I think I was around 120 heartbeat, something like that. Pretty low, to be honest. Um, As I train, you know, again, low intensity, long duration training, I've seen this aerobic threshold move up right to now about 136 137 so what he means is i can now operate up to 136 heartbeats per minute and still be in the aerobic zone which also means i am burning fat and if i'm burning fat i'm not going to build up um, lactate in my muscles and you guys heard I remember growing up, right, there's something called, you know, uh, lactic acid, which is not entirely true that you build lactic acid in your blood and then you, you get tired, right, or you stop, you know, um, muscle activity or any activity. Um, it's almost that, right? You build acidity levels in your muscles because your lactate levels increase up to a point where... You just fatigue and you stop whatever you're doing. You don't want to get there, right? Um, and again, I'll give you a real example of what happened in Mount Washington, my last climb there. Um, now that I fully understand sort of my body and, and what was happening. But so you want to stay under, right? You want to stay under the aerobic threshold. Depends on each one of us. I recommend you do the proper test, but it's about 70% of your maximum heart rate. Give it or take right? Um, If you do that, you're going to be happy because you are pretty much like the, the, that bunny, the the battery, what's the battery name? I forgot now, right? You're going to go on for hours and hours and hours because you're just burning fat and it's very effective. Um, So there's not a lot of CO2, um, you know, being uh, produced by your body because you're burning fat versus uh, carbs. So keep that in mind. That's sort of the whole zone um, uh, approach to training, especially endurance. Now, how do I do it, right? And again, we talked about you know indoor gym training. Yes, that's the way. 
you know, with uh, with my life and you know, with kids and family and work, office work, right? You gotta rely on the gym. So for the gym, I rely on in this order, right? Stairmasters, treadmill with incline, maximum incline, fifteen or eighteen percent, whatever your machine allows you to do, and then bike, which is sort of last option. And when I'm doing stairmaster. Uh, I'm doing it for like for a long time, typically an hour. When I'm doing treadmill, incline, you know, at the max, I'm doing it for sometimes longer. Um, but at least 50% of my workouts, I have a backpack with me. So you're going to look a little, a little weird in the gym because you show up with your backpack. Third, by the third time you show up there, people kind of look at you like, okay, um, I get it. He's just weird. Um, the first few times you have to explain what you're doing, but I do show up with my backpack. I vary the weights that I have. There's a bunch of sandbags, to be honest, uh, because I don't have anything right there other than for training. Um, then you go from anywhere like from 20 pounds, you know, to 40, 45 pounds. And that translates into something like 10% up to 25% of my body weight, right? Carrying that backpack while I'm doing the Stairmaster and the treadmill. Of course, it doesn't make any sense to do it while you're on the bike. That's, that's just weird. So 50% of my workouts, I do that, right? It puts a good amount of, um, of effort um, you know, on your knees and your legs, right? If you have that kind of weight on your back. But still, um, there is one downside of only training in the gym uh, on those machines. Uh, and this is why I, in the previous episode, I said, go outdoors, right? Recommend you to do it twice a week. Um, you go for a hike, you know, a steep hike uh, for hours with a backpack, you know, a heavy backpack, 20%, maybe if you can, 25% of your body weight. Um, and as you go up, you know, you're going to have the benefit of that cardio workout that you did in the gym. But here's an additional benefit, right? Especially for me, it's when you're going down. So if you go up on a hike, um, you have to come down eventually. And it's a whole different ball game, right? Because the, then your knees, especially my knees, um, and I have sort of like half a meniscus in both knees, so they're not exactly in prime shape. Um, it's a whole different muscle group that you work out when you're going down even with the pose and everything. Um, it's not so much about aerobic capacity or cardio. At that point, is really muscle endurance, your core, because you're holding that backpack, and your legs and your knees. I read it that, you know, with a backpack like that, you can put six, even more, times uh, pressure on your knees going down than just regularly walking on a flat surface, right? So there's a lot of a lot of um, force going to your knees, and I feel I feel it. It's much better now because I'm using the other muscles to support my knees, the glutes, uh, etc. That I'm working on the strength training and during this outdoors, um, you know, outdoor hiking. Now I feel much less pain, but it still bothers me. So it's super important 
as you go outdoors, that's your opportunity to actually go down, right? Uh, and it's and and you train those muscles differently. So it's about muscle endurance. You cannot do this on the gym, right? You cannot go down the stairmaster. I tried. Trust me. Don't don't do it. It doesn't work. Um, and even the treadmill, right? You can run backwards. Uh, so it doesn't work. You need to, unless you have a lot of patience and you want to go downstairs and you take the elevator and you go up or you go down a building, which I've heard people do, I think is extremely boring. Um, I cannot do it. But if you have a tall building and you have a lot of commitment, um, you know, that's good training, right? You can go down, you can go up. Uh, that's great. It's better than the Stairmaster. But at least on the Stairmaster, I can watch something and, you know, and kill time because I'm going to be there for an hour right or longer so that's sort of a, the the a little bit more detail about the training um then the last piece that i that i had a little comment from a friend here is what do you do when you travel and i travel a lot for work um well i find a hotel with a gym and i do exactly you know what i do uh typically when i'm at home in the gym or really at home home with my own equipment um, it is just a little bit more annoying right because the hotel gyms are usually not great um, but I essentially do the same thing right I just came back from a whole week in Israel the gym sucked right but it is what it is right I only had uh, the treadmill there I put the maximum incline I you know, I had a backpack with me for work I just loaded with a bunch of weights from the gym itself and I put it there and I just did my little workout I mean not far from optimal uh, but you get something done right I got my I got my hours I burned my calories and I made sure that my heart rate was in the in the zone that you know the one two zone that I'm, I'm training so that's you do what you got to do right um, that is about it. I don't want to get into more detail. Again, if you want to know more about this, uh, you can search aerobic threshold, lactate threshold, anaerobic threshold, or zone training. You can get a ton more information there. Um, you think about the backpacks, right? Um, that you can use the weights in the back and then sort of the gym versus outdoor and going down going down it's super important remember right if you if you climb a mountain you know if you if you actually reach the summit it's just halfway right you gotta go back um you know the going up is um somebody said this once i thought it was genius right um reaching the summit is optional going down and returning is mandatory right so you gotta go back and it's super hard um, so train going down, train your knees, your muscles actually to support your knees because the knees are not doing much, right? It's all the muscles around it that are providing you that support. So if it's hurting, it's because the other muscles need to, need to get, uh, much stronger. So that's it about, uh, sort of fitness, generally speaking about the body and then mental fitness. I mean, I'm nobody to talk about mental fitness, but there, there are a couple of tricks. Um, one kind of a have a little problem with it because i named the podcast you know sort of the venture for normal uh for the regular guy right for the regular person normal person so if you're doing this um any activity like this will either require 
you to um, accept the risks and there are risks involved and sometimes you know they're intense like if you're skydiving or something like that or or requires a huge level of commitment right if you're walking for for 10 hours um, right uh, you know it requires a lot of commitment um, so definitely not normal so if you're actually even listening to me probably you are not normal too um, but let's put it this way like by normal I mean we're not Red Bull athletes and uh, we have other things to do um, and and this is one another you know activity that we want to do that's my idea so mental training I mean, I don't have much to say, honestly, other than you got to be ready for a long, long process. And one thing that I learned is um, in my climb so far is that when you think you're close to the summit, you are not. And it's amazing how much this is true. You're like, you even look at it, there are some fake summits, right? Sometimes in some mountains and you say, ah, I'm really close. And you're not because that's not the real summit. Or you look at the summit and again, maybe you're tired and, and I always, or maybe it's just me. Um, I'm not wearing my glasses sometimes. And, you know, I look up, I'm like, haha, that's just about 300 feet, right? Or whatever. Or let's say 100 meters, right? I'm 100 meters or 300 feet, whatever you are. Um, and then you're not, you're like, you're like a, thousand feet right or 300 meters um roughly and you're like oh my god right so it, it kind of never ends at some point when it does you feel relieved and you're like yeah and then again remember this is just half of the way now you need to go down and it's a whole different different you know, sort of skill sets um different muscles are working again your core is engaged your legs are going to be engaged your knees may hurt you know, I find going down much harder than going up. Um, even though you're not burning that amount of calories, right? It's a whole different, um, it's a whole different experience. So uh, think about making small gains. This is what I do. I mean, this is a long-term, you know, um, accomplishment. Think about small gains. Hey, I'm going to get to that tree over there. And now I'm going to get to, you know, that little hill up there. And now I'm going to stop and eat. Yay, right? I'm going to celebrate a bit. Um, so if you break it down into small accomplishments, I find it a lot easier to put up with like nine hours climbing um, to get to, to the summit uh, than if you're just focused on the goal, right? The final goal. It becomes very far. Um, the other thing, too, that I've recently, recently doing, especially when I'm training, uh, in my hikes, I'm usually by myself. Um, so I check, uh, of course, if I have cell, you know, cell phone signal, if something happens, right? If I can call, most 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 cases I do have it. Um, but the one thing that I do when I'm running out of gas is I play some music, right? So I bring my phone. I normally don't listen to music while I'm hiking or climbing. Just because I like to, the silence, it's part of the part of the benefit that I get. However, um, I found that music tends to give me that extra push, you know, for at least for some time, right? It will last probably like thirty minutes, but sometimes that's all I need to get back in the game. Um, so I've done those two things, 
Um, the last thing that also helps my mental, um, you know, uh, sanity is um, is eating. So have something quick that you can grab to eat. You know, um, it, it makes a ton of difference. Uh, and I heard this from another professional mountaineer doing, you know, some sort of conference. Um, they asked like, what should I eat, right? And like, eat whatever you like. So, you know, instead of eating the, the high protein, you know, bar, peanut butter, you know, cup, there is one, by the way, I'm not going to mention their name. I love it, but it's really good. They're really good. Um, but it's not the same as sort of the true Reese's cup, right? So go for it because you're burning like 10,000 calories. Who cares? Um, right. And, oh my God, I'm going to get a lot of sugar. Yeah, that's fine. You're not, you know, you're training, you can get back to it after it's more important to get that boost of energy and eating something that you like also helps during this long, long, um, climbs and walks and hikes and expeditions. So those are the three things that I do. Um, that's all I wanted to say. Hopefully that clarified some of the fitness, um, details about it. And then my next episode, I'm going to just tell you the story about my last climbing Mount Washington, what went wrong, uh, what I learned from it. And again, part of it was fitness. I'll explain, I think, what happened after I analyzed it. And then planning and poor decision-making, which I'm going to cover as a, sort of the, the real example. And then hopefully the next uh, one, I'm going to dive deep into the whole planning aspect and you know how can you start and where sh- you should start should you start with the mountain like you know washington in the winter maybe not i did it but i don't recommend or maybe you start with the mountain in the summer you know uh what do you do right and who you bring with you um who do you hire etc so we can go into more of the planning stages after i describe my my great experience at mount washington i'm coming back there in a few months i'm not i'm not done with it but that's that's uh that's in the next one again thank you very much for listening bye